Hey fellow writers, Cherry here. If you're interested in snagging yourself a copy of Scrivener, the ultimate novel writing software for Windows and Mac OS, we can hook you up with a 20% discount. Details at the end of the show. Welcome to another edition of the Writer's Tavern. This is Jerry, and joining me, as always, my good friend and fellow writer, Melanie. Hello, all my jolly little elves out there. Yay, it's Christmas. It's almost Christmas. It is. Five more sleeps and Santa comes, and Dr. Fauci has inoculated him so he can visit everyone safely. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and hopefully he's not coming from Britain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Ouch. You heard, yeah. you heard about that, right? Yeah. Ew. Well, I have that's, family over there. So, yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, that's so. scary. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I I'm mean, so ready for this year to be over. I with. know. I know. I'm just, I'm tired. Just set it on fire, toss it in the dumpster, and have it hauled off, please. This, this is enough. Yeah. Bury it with the dead skunks. Yeah. God. Especially this week. One of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast today uh -huh. is that. Um, Melanie was stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. Melanie put her uh fantasy romance cross current up for pre order, and and the release date on Amazon at least is twelve twenty nine. Now that means I have to have the book finished, formatted, and ready to be uploaded by six o'clock on Christmas Day. And I did this at the beginning of the month thinking, I'm going to have plenty of time. I already have 20,000 words of this written. It's all good. I, I, can, I can do it. I can do it. What I didn't expect was one, my muse swanning into town, drunken bitch that she is, and dropping a whole new concept for the story on my head, which we've talked about in another yeah. show, yeah. which caused me to have to go back and rip out the guts of the first four chapters. I also didn't expect to come down with, I don't know what, it's not COVID. I know it's not COVID, but for the first two weeks of, of December, I basically felt like I'd been beaten with sticks. Everything hurt. Now, I don't know if it was the weather changing because here in Texas, it was getting warm, then getting cold, then getting warm, then getting cold. But I, it hurt to move. It, it just hurt to move. We still don't have the Christmas tree up because I just could not. Find, find the impetus to actually go out in the garage and bring in the damn tree. Did you actually get tested for the COVID though? I Well, back in um, July. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been tested recently. Because it could have been it. No, I don't. I never lost my sense of uh, taste or smell. I never ran a fever. I mean. Mm, not my, everybody does. But anyway. I I'm, don't. I don't. I'm, yeah, I don't think that this is COVID. I think if, if we did get catch COVID, it would kind of show up as the classic symptoms. This was just, I think, a combination of a supplement that I was taking that I did not know could cause 
uh, muscle aches and pains along with the changing weather. I stopped taking the supplement and all of a sudden everything went away. So I said, okay, okay then. But the problem is that made it a little bit difficult for me to write because I was hurting all the time. And so last week rolled around and I I, managed to rewrite the 20,000 words that I'd done. And I'm looking at them and thinking, I have to get this finished in a little over a week. And I still have 60,000 words to do. You better get off the, I'm, I'm, off the microphone and get back to writing. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. I, I have been my friend because what I've been doing since Friday is writing 10,000 words a day. Uh-huh. Okay. So I wrote 10,000 words a day on Friday. I wrote 10,000 words a day on Saturday. I'm going to do 10,000 words a day today, Monday. Tuesday and probably part of Wednesday, although that's going to depend on how long the book actually takes to be finished. It might be a little bit under that, but yeah, so I'm going to be doing about six straight days of 10,000 words a pop. Now that, that does sound doable. It's doable. It is. And I'm proving that it's doable. It's tiring. It's yeah. very, and, and I'll tell you this, I've been going to sleep and trying to get my brain to shut down and just relax is, is problematic. And then I wind up dreaming all night. I feel like my subconscious has been hoovered out. Oh God. That's the, it, it's, it's had, it's had a spit shine, baby. Okay. That's the only way I can describe this. Now, luckily my editor who is a, a lovely and understanding woman and who is actually taking this week off. So she's got time has agreed to read this in chunks. So as I'm getting like er, every third of the book finished, I'm sending it to her so oh. she can work on it while I'm still doing <laughs> draft one. And then she'll send that back to me and I'll take a break and incorporate, you know, what she wants and the changes and corrections into that first section then as I finish the second section, I, I spell check it and then I send it off to her. And we're just going to keep doing that probably until Wednesday when it's it's all done. It's all in her hands. Thursday, I will spend the entire day editing, cleaning. I've got a, a proofreader who is going to be checking for doubled words and grammatical mistakes and things like that. I will do a final spit polish that night, format it get it, put it into caliber, get all the code fixed, and then upload it to uh, Amazon on Christmas morning. <laughs> wow. And then I and then I get to cook. So yay. Yeah, but at least your brain can relax. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'm telling you this right now. I'm making the damn turkey and then I'm getting drunk. And I'm just going to stay drunk for the rest of the night because I'm going to have deserved it by then. Oh, I'm yeah. stupid. And I, 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 this is a lesson. It's like, I am not putting another book up for pre-order unless I have at least 50% of it done. I'm never doing this again. I've learned my lesson, but the, another lesson is I can actually do this. If I have to, I've never done 10,000 word days before. It takes a while, but it's doable. It also helps that I, I've been dictating. So, cause Jesse likes to climb in my arms. And so I'm sitting there. Thinking, <laughs> I only have one hand to type with. It's easier for me just to plug in the microphone and use the dictation function to add, yeah. add wordage. Um, so I, I'm freaking amazed that I'm pulling this off. I truly am. I don't ever want to do this again. Cause this yeah. is, 
it's good. I mean, the story is actually surprising me at how good it is. And I'll be able to get it all edited and put together and looking nice for the readers when it, they they get it next Tuesday. But it's just like, man, I, I, I'm surprised that my brains aren't leaking out of my ears. I've had 10,000 word days, but not in a row. <laughs> and and I, I don't even think I've had, it's like it will peak on 10,000 and then go back down to two, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for like weeks. Yeah. And then the, I might get up toward, but yeah, I can't imagine doing that day after day after day. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to have to do it for six days because that's the only way I'm going to get this book done. Uh, and yeah, it's, you could do it. It's like now I, I kind of understand Eze, Eddie Izzard. You know how she was doing all of those uh, 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 marathons. Like she would do like thirty marathons in a month, with just a marathon a day. Uh-huh. And you know, everyone thought that she was nuts for doing it. And it's like, oh, this is how you do it. Okay, I now <laughs> I understand that a little bit more. So, wow. But man, yeah. <laughs> so so kids, don't do this. <laughs> you know, wait until you have at least half of the book finished before you put it up for for, for pre order. Take a tip from Auntie Mel. Also, don't do this right before Christmas. That that uh, was yeah. another. Oh, that was a boner. That was a boner that I pulled. Yeah. So. And for those of you young youngins out there who don't understand, boner means a gaff or geez, they don't even know what a gaff is. <laughs> a mistake. It was a mistake. A, it was a mistake. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done this, Jerry. Why didn't someone stop me? <laughs> there were. Um, a number of uh, uh, Dr. Seuss, uh, before he became the children's cartoonist, he wrote uh, books during, I, th- I think it was World War II, and there were joke books, and it was like the big book of boners, and more boners, and the and another big book of boners, and, and it was nothing but, it was, you know, stupid stuff happening in his cartoons. Yeah. But, you know, you, you pick it up today and it's like, what is this? Oh my God, Dr. Seuss is writing porn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Okay. never mind. (laughs) Language evolves. Okay. (laughs) It does. That's, that's why, um, I, I get kind of miffed at grammar Nazis because I'm like, you know, you have to understand that, um, language is not etched in stone. It's more like a river. You know, and it's flowing and ebbing and, and changing and, and, and you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> these aren't rules so much as they are suggestions made yeah. usually, usually to make the copy editor's job easier. Yeah. Okay. Guidelines. Yeah. They're guidelines. It's not that these have been handed down by Moses, you know, etched in stone. It's just a a group of guidelines that were basically put together to make some poor slob sitting at a desk, his job a little bit easier because he had to get, get, you know, stories and articles and everything from so many different damn people and trying to keep that down to a coherent style. It, it's like, oh no, you're you are not going to follow these rules, okay? Because otherwise yeah. I'm going to shoot myself. And, and also, I, I wasn't wasn't it the like the the newspapers had specific? Okay, we're going to write everything like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of where the whole concept of rules of grammar came from, and 
it's good to know because then you know, like anything else, it's good to know the rules because then you know when to break them. In France, isn't it against the law to to mess with the language? It wouldn't surprise me. The French are extraordinarily protective about their language. So yeah, but they're French. So <laughs> but then, but then, and but then you could point back to um, uh, good old Willie Shakespeare, who used to just make up words, just make them up. Yeah, and 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 we still use them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's- I love Shakespeare. It's funny when you think that he was basically just this playwright who was trying to get stuff up on the stage. He was trying to make a buck. You know, he's kind of like yeah. the, the romance writers of today that, you know, he, he just was. wanted to turn out something entertaining for the masses. And then suddenly, you know, hundreds of years later, oh, my God, it's William Shakespeare, the master. We must bow at his feet. And <laughs> I know. He, he was like be- a pop culture icon. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. It would be like 300 years from now, you know, and this is the master, Stephen King. You shall write in his- Britney Spears. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you shall study the oeuvre of Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, hit me, baby, one more time. Okay. okay. Yeah, so. so yeah. to Devo. Uh, <laughs> Are we not men? <laughs> well, they're actually worthy of probably a, a PhD or two, so. Oh, yeah. I think they have several of them. Yeah. So, Jerry, what are you up to this pre-holiday season? Well, um, besides selling computers on eBay, um, it's kind of funny when you put a computer on eBay and you like go, okay, I'm going to put it up for 99 cents first bid. But if you really want to buy it outright, it's like 600. Uh-huh. And people... There was a time where people would just hit the $600, but right now they're like, no, I'm going to bid 99 cents. And then so over time and everything, and it gets up right to the last minute, I get $700 instead because there's a frenzy at the end where everybody's trying to beat each other. Mm -hmm. That's why I never, ever go on eBay and bid on something (laughs) unless I don't really want it that bad. Uh You know what I mean? And I'll put a little bit in and I'll, you know, I'll forget about it and see if it goes. But if I really want it, I go buy it now and I buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you you get caught up in that, damn him, he outbid. Well, I'm not going to let him get that because I want it, blah, blah, blah. And then I end up paying $100 more. Yeah. No, stop. I've gotten it cheaper at another. No, I don't want to do this. Yeah. In the, in the, yeah. So, uh, the, my beautiful little golden one has been sold and the uh, MacBook pro is going in a couple hours and I am really, I'm physically feeling emotional about letting them go. Cause they were my babies and they've been replaced by new babies, but they're still like, uh, in my, uh, it's, it's like uh, trying to, uh, I've had a really hard time selling cameras because mm-hmm. I get a new camera. So I have to buy, sell the old one, but like for the last three or four of them, I would give them to my kids instead. So they're still here. Yeah. They're still in the family. Yeah. They're still around, but I'm like, you know, I, I just screwed myself out of like $2,000 <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah, in a closet somewhere and, and, you know, and I can't sell them now. They're not mine. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's, that's uh, a little bit of a problem there. So, but, well, but as, I, I do sympathize because I, I mean, I wound up, I literally burst into tears when I sold my car. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, because I mean, I that was the 
that was the uh, Corolla, and I'd gone everywhere in that thing. But the the gearbox was shifting; it was slipping. It's uh, it was a manual, and I just thought, you know, it it's like twelve years old. I'm just going to sell it and get another decent used car. And I turned it in and I went home and I burst into tears. Because I'm, I'm so sorry. I love oh, I you. Know. You're my baby, but I, I can't afford to give you anymore. So. Had you had you named it? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was the Hoosier Mobile. Yeah. When you name a car, it's part of the family. Yeah, exactly. After that. Love it or hate it. Yeah. <laughs> my old Volkswagen was Felix. Felix the car instead of the cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, but um, so uh, as we had talked about like off, off the camera, <laughs> off mic uh, a, a week or so ago, I, I have that gaming computer and I've been trying to write on it because uh-huh. um, it's the new toy. And so that it's the flashy new toy with the disco light right. keyboard. But the keyboard is so mushy; it's hard to type on. I found if I put it on the desk, you know, and I'm and I'm like hovered over it, and I type on it like it's a typewriter, it works fine. But then I finally got tired of it. And I pulled out the new little MacBook um, Air that I bought, and that keyboard is so awesome. But you know what else is awesome? The keyboard on the the Magic keyboard, the Magic floaty keyboard. For the iPad Pro, uh-huh. the three hundred and fifty fucking dollar keyboard better be good. It is. It is like it is so. I love typing on those, but the whole point of getting those is to go somewhere and write, not sit here and write. Yeah, I know. I that's that's kind of painful. That there have been times where I really wished that I could just go somewhere. And sit there with a, a cup of coffee and just write and not have cats climbing over all me. And I'm I'm pretty sure I probably yeah. would have gotten this book finished a lot sooner. I could actually go down to my office in the building because it's empty <laughs> and sit anywhere I want. Uh, but then I'm surrounded by work echo, you know, the yeah. ghosts of work past. And, uh, and it's kind of stifling. I, I want that warm... I'm with people feeling of the bar or the coffee shop where, mm. you know, you get the, the warm fuzzies of being with the herd. Yeah, I you understand. Have, so, you, have you ever heard of, you actually might have been the one to turn me on to this, I don't know, of Coffee I think that's what it's called. No. It's basically a little app and it runs on Macs that goes into your, your toolbar up at the top and you click it and it's a long running loop of coffee house sounds. Oh, uh, I've, I've got YouTube videos that okay. do the same thing. Eight, eight hour YouTube videos of a coffee shop. Yeah. So, <laughs> or, I mean, it's, it's yeah. not the same, but if you need a little bit of, you know, oral ambiance, it's I've, something. I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. In fact, I I would download those and I put them on a stick and I put them on my TV in the bedroom. And so it's like uh, eight hours of rainy cafe. Oh, you know, yeah. With with this low jazz music in the background that somehow doesn't ever repeat. I'm like, is a AI making that? How is that happening? Um, it, it kind of sounds familiar, but it's not. I'm like, where is that music? Is music coming from another dimension? What is that? It's kind of intriguing. But um, yeah, so 
I was able to finish that one section of the book I'm writing and I hated it. And <laughs> I went through and I, I went through and I'm like, okay, uh, the characters are flat. Uh, the motivation is stupid. And I tossed it. <laughs> oh, Jerry, I'm sorry. I just, I just like, I, I was back to the million words of crap thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to redo it. And I started again and I've done this before and it always turns out so much better when I do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm about 4,000 words into it and uh, I'm happy with it. Okay. That's good. But I, I sympathize because when I had to get rid of those chapters, it hurt. Cause it's like, Oh my fucking, I'm going to have to pretty much start all over again with this damn book. But the fact that I did, the book, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun to write. It's a lot more fun to read because before it was kind of, it was angsty. I have to yeah. admit it was angsty. And I just thought no one needs that in 2020. I know. No, huh? no, no, no. Let's, let's not go with this. So now it's kind of a fun caper romp. The, the way, the way I was yeah. describing it to Lyndon was it. Imagine Phil Coulson has to take Captain America, Iron Man, Pepper Potts and uh black widow. On a, on a caper to retrieve some some uh, nanotech from a company, uh-huh. and then hijinks ensue. <laughs> kind of like uh, the uh, Star Trek movie where they save the whales. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's got that feel. <laughs> yeah, it's got that feel. Only you've got the problem that you you've got one one merman, three selkies. The, the interrelationships are kind of complicated. And then you add Matt in and he's the human. And he's kind of like, I just came here for a vacation. How did I suddenly get sucked into this? And <laughs> why do I suddenly find, find that Merman strangely attractive? And that, that pretty sulky lady is extremely attractive, but they're already in relationships. And what am I doing? So half the fun is going to be finding out how the caper turns out. And half the fun is finding out how these, these five people wind up actually coming together as a cohesive unit because they are a polycule. So, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be bizarre. <laughs> it is, but it's, it's also kind of fun because I am, I, I'm taking some advice because I've written, as you know, uh, menage romances before. And one of the things that I've, I've read was a complaint that I wasn't giving all the members fair, basically fair exposure and you know, not, not enough screen time. So this time I am making sure that everyone gets their moment in the sun. So that are, so you, they, are you jumping perspectives? Yes, but. I am sticking with the three main characters. I'm sticking with Matt. I'm sticking with Finn, who happens to be the merman. And I'm sticking with Aleth, who is the kind of tall, lean, security, sulky type. And I'm I'm going to be showing the other two, but I'm trying to concentrate on these three because I think if I give the readers five people, that might be a that might be a bit much, you know. Yeah, I consider like uh, was it Jerry Purnell and Larry Niven used to write these space operas and it would be like, they had 20 different POV characters. Uh, they didn't wander though. It's like, it was a chunk and it was that POV and etc. Unlike Arthur Cl- Clark that jumped back and forth in like three paragraphs on like between POVs. I yeah. forgot he did that. Um, 
it didn't bother me when I was young, but now it drives me nuts. Yeah. No, I, I don't do that. I usually stick within one character's POV for at least a third of a chapter or a half yeah. of a chapter, and then I move on to the other one. And like I said, I, I want... Well, one of the problems about romance is you've got to get the reader invested in the romance. So you got to get them to care about the characters. And I'm afraid that if I throw too many characters at them, they're kind of going to go, I, I, I can't do, I can't do this. I'm stressed. I just, I'm going to go off and read something else because I, I can't handle this. So that's yeah. why I'm focusing on Matt, Finn, and Aleth. And then Duncan and Kate will also be in there. They're going to be kind of like support characters. They are full members of this, this pentad, but I'm not spending that much time in their heads because it's, it would be too confusing. I think for the reader. Yeah. But Hey, it's light entertainment. That's what we need. Exactly. It's fun. It's, it's an oceans eight, you know, caper and, and they have to fight the bad guy. And, Matt and realizes what he's sexy time. Exactly. And lot, lot, oh, lots, lots of sexy times. Let's put it that way. My, my proofreader was extremely looking forward to this. He's been nudging me. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you, <laughs> will you just sit down? I will send it to you when I'm ready. Are you done yet? Are you done? So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, um, it's, and then I'm going to be finishing off the series with two books next year. So, so that'll be nice because then I can sell it as a box set, which romance readers really, really like. They especially like it when you finish a series and they really like it when they can buy it in a box set. Oh, yeah. It's it's like uh, um, I, I many times I will not watch a series on TV until mm. it's done mm -hmm. so I could watch all of them. <laughs> That's a mindset among romance readers, which is good, and I completely understand that. But as some readers, as some writers have pointed out, when you do that and you don't buy the books until the series is finished, a lot of times the series doesn't get finished because the publisher thinks, "Oh, nobody's interested in this." Okay, well, we're yeah. not gonna, we're not going to commission you to do a new book. Yeah. So like, okay, fine. <laughs> Luckily, I'm an I'm an indie author, and it doesn't matter, so I can write whatever the hell I want. And I will be finishing this series because I think it's really cool. And I also I've had these characters living in my head since 2013. I want them out. This is the well, only also, way it's going to happen. So it's like, yeah, you're getting your books. Don't worry. Do you have a bit of a completionist mindset too? Because yeah, I'm like, I I yeah. have like if I play a video game, I have to play the whole freaking video game. Yeah, I have it, to do everything in it. It is next to impossible for me to just like like not finish a book or not finish something. It it, it nags at me. Yeah. It just it grates at me. It says I just I want this done. I want it good. I want it out there, and then I can turn my attention to other things. So, like uh, the second book in the Hidden Empire series, which will be the sequel to uh, Shadow of the Swan. Have you? found that you have an aversion to things that are too tense lately? Yes. Yeah. I, I think because we are just, all of us are overstressed and tired. I, I don't think that anything that's too terribly tense, either in entertainment, news-wise, you know, personal relationships, whatever, I, I think we've all gotten to the point where we just can't handle it. We just can't yeah, handle. We're, we're emotionally exhausted. I was I was watching uh, my my girlfriend and I 
wanted or she wanted to watch this new movie out with Russell Crowe called Unhinged. Uh-huh. I I couldn't sit through the whole thing. It was I, I well, for one thing, it, it, everything in it is really well acted, super good characterization. The story is brilliant at least as far as I saw. But I became so invested in the characters, even the minor characters, that when they started getting killed off, I just got too upset and I couldn't watch it. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. Never that that had never bothered. Well, no, it always kind of bothered me. I've never liked uh, a story that, or especially a, a slasher type movie, where people being killed is entertainment. I've mm-hmm. kind of had a problem with that, but I mean, now I just, I can't even, I can't deal. Yeah. You know, one thing that I've noticed that I've been doing, I keep going to Wikipedia and looking up various TV shows or books or movies and getting the plot there so that I can jump to the end and see if it's going to end in a way that I can tolerate. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to invest all this time unless yeah. I know I'm going to, Yeah. I know exactly. No, what you mean. If, if something bad's going to happen, I don't want to see it. I I do not have time for that. I do not have emotional space for that. Uh, yeah. I will do it in twenty twenty one, but I can't handle it right now. So I'm just going to check it out on Wikipedia. And God bless Wikipedia for putting out so many damn plots because guys, you have saved my ass more than and my brain more than one time because I I've, I've looked at something I'd like. It looks really good, but I just can't handle an unhappy ending. I will go check it out. Okay, that everything works out. That's fine. I'll go watch it. Yeah, I mean, well, um, um, I always go to it's. I think it's called moviespoilers.com. It's where mm-hmm. I I go, and it's it's oh, yeah, that Wikipedia like place. Yeah, where I will. But here's here's one thing I could promise any of my anybody out there who's actually one of my readers who's listening. I will promise you happy endings. Or at least satisfying endings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. I just can't. Jerry, in your heart of hearts, you're actually a romance writer. I think I am. I mean, uh, like Bill. Bill and I have talked about it. We, we're just like really romantic types of guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, you are. And so we both are suckers for a good love story. And uh, Have you ever, do you remember Bill's story, Over the Moon and Running? Yeah. That was one of the most wonderful sci-fi romance short stories I have ever read in my life. And he had a hard time placing that thing. And it was amazing. You uh, you know what I keep forgetting? He and I ran a science fiction romance uh, website. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) I keep forgetting that we we used to do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're coming up on 30 minutes. So how about we wrap this up so I can go back to the salt mines? All right. All right. Uh, Plug your stuff, baby. Okay. If you're in the mood for a fun, fast baking romance set at Christmas, I have one sweet Christmas um, under the name Nicola. I'm sorry, Natasha M. Stark. If you want a longer and thoroughly entertaining fantasy. I'm sorry. uh, God. Brain, brain, what is brain? I don't know. I can't, I can't, la, 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 I tongue back in mouth. This is the central uh, controller. Look. Please reboot uh, Melanie's brain. Look. Uh, we're rebooting it now. Okay. Short version. Too long, didn't read. 
Go to NicolaCameron.com. Go by Shadow of the Swan, King of Blades, and One Street Christmas. You'll like it. Ideally, go and pre-order Cross Current, Olympic Cove Book 4. That will be out next Tuesday. Uh, well, a week from Tuesday. It'll be out on the 29th. Yeah. I, only, I only have five pre-orders so far. Go and pre-order. It will be good. I promise you. And th- this is being recorded on November, <laughs> d- December 20th, 2020. And it should actually go live tonight. So um, if you want a happy ending, go to jerryjdavis.com and pick <laughs> any of my if books. If you want a literary happy ending. Literary happy ending. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Well, I, you know, if I, if I um, had a massage parlor... I I probably would like to distribute happy endings because <laughs> I'm just a given kind of guy, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a slut. You you are a cinnamon roll of a human being. You truly are. I'm a goofy boy. Hey, fellow writers, Jerry here again. One, thank you for listening all the way to the end, or at least pretending you did. Those of you who skipped ahead, we know who you are. Actually, no, we don't. (laughs) It's all good. Anyway, as promised, here's the discount code. Tavern. Yep, that's it. Tavern. You probably could have guessed that. (laughs) When you go and buy Scrivener for either Windows or Mac OS, just use that discount code and they knock 20% off the price. The offer is good until January 31st, 2021. So there you have it. Stay safe, friends, and keep writing.